Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah. Thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you again. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing on the Parashah Pesach, translated Passover. We're going to look briefly at the Exodus uh, in chapter 12 of the book of Exodus, verses 1 through 12. And we're going to note the fact that the primary sign and symbol of Passover is the blood of the Passover lamb. It was faith in the blood of the Passover lamb that saved our ancestors from the wrath of God's just judgment on sin and shame in the world of Moses' day. All of this was to serve as types and shadows of the coming and greater redemption that would be found in the Messiah. I think you will be beneficially challenged by this podcast. Please keep in mind that this is a midrash and is not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or a theological treatise on the subject. I am simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. I'm going to read uh, Exodus chapter 12, and we're going to work down through the first 12 verses. I'll be reading from the JPS uh, Tanakh translation. Verse 1, And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. This is uh, the time reference of the Exodus, of course, the children of, of, of Jacob are down in Egypt and uh, them and their uh, children and their children's children uh, are now slaves in this uh, world empire of Egypt. In fact, Egypt at this point represents the entire world. It is a world empire, a very dark empire, and they are slaves. They are oppressed. They are hopeless in this terrible, terrible uh, set of circumstances they've found themselves in, in the land of Egypt. Verse two, this month shall mark for you the beginning of the months. It shall be the first of the months of the year for you. Very important to, to make this note that Nisan is the beginning of the year for the covenant community of Israel. This becomes the most significant month of the year in the sense that it's the beginning. It marks the beginning of their calendar because of the significance of the Exodus. When you talk about the plan of redemption, it begins in this month. It's this month that marks the beginnings of a new life, a life of freedom, a freedom from the tyranny and slavery of Egypt. And so it's going to mark the beginning of months for them, the beginning of their calendar. And this, of course, is a, a holy calendar that uh, reveals uh, within it the plan of God's redemption. So this month shall be the beginning of months for you. Verse 3, speak to the whole community of Israel and say to them, on the 10th of this month, each of them shall take a lamb to a family, a lamb to a household. Think about that for a moment. Here, here they are in Egypt, oppressed. And they're instructed that they are to, on the 10th of the month of, of Esan, 
each of their families is to take a lamb. Each of their families is to bring a lamb within their household. So, so as they do this, can you imagine the kids and the kids excitement, you know, with this, this lamb, that's approximately a year old. Um, they're taking this lamb into their house. They're getting acquainted with it. They're feeding it. The kids are playing with it. I mean, the interaction of the family and the lamb certainly must have been uh, somewhat, somewhat, you know, amazing. And then in verse four, but if it, if this household is too small for a lamb, let him share one with a neighbor who dwells nearby. In proportion to the number of persons, you shall contribute for the lamb according to what each household will eat. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a yearling male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep watch over it until the 14th day of this month. And all the assembled congregation of the Israelites shall slaughter it at twilight. Wow. Now think about that. They bring the lamb in on the 10th. The family's actually interacting with the lamb. The kids are interacting with the lamb. Uh, They're getting to know the lamb. Uh, This is a pretty close proximity in terms of relationship with this particular lamb, which is taken out of the flock and brought into the household. And then something shocking is to take place on the 14th day in the evening. They're all, all these families are to take their lambs and slaughter them at twilight. That had to have been absolutely shocking for the younger kids and the family. It was disturbing, I'm sure, to almost everyone involved, if not everyone. But they were to sacrifice these lambs. Verse 7, They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel, on the lintel of the houses in which they are to eat it. So they were to catch the blood of this lamb and then take that blood and put it on the doorposts of their houses and on the lintel above the doorpost or above the doorposts. Yes. And so they were to take the blood and, and smear it, if you would, on the outside of their homes, on the lintel. And uh, they were to, to do that on each of their houses in which they were uh, going to eat this Passover lamb. Verse 8, they shall eat the flesh that same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or cooked in any other or in any way with water, but roasted, head, legs, and entrails over the fire. You shall not leave any of it over until morning. If any of it is left until morning, you shall burn it. This is how you shall eat it, your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it hurriedly. It is a Passover offering to the Lord. Let's stop there and just kind of think about this for a moment. They take this lamb, they get acquainted with the lamb, then they slaughter the lamb, they take the blood of the lamb, they put it on their houses. Why? Because this Passover lamb is a sacrifice to the Lord. It's an offering to the Lord. It is a sacrificial offering to the Lord. Think about that. God is requiring of them a substitutionary sacrifice. That, that's what we're going to discover later. It's not, it's not well seen in this particular text, but we're going to discover later on that this whole idea of sacrificing a lamb becomes the idea of substitutionary atonement, especially in the book of Leviticus. 
And so what God has them doing is he has them basically offering up a sacrifice, a bloody sacrifice, because blood carries the life of the animal, and the life becomes an atonement for us, for our sins. That's what it says in Leviticus. Now, they are yet to understand this, but it's it's there taking place. They sacrifice these Passover lambs as an offering to the Lord, put the blood on the doorpost because it's going to do something here. There's something that, that is going to take place as a result of them sacrificing this lamb and putting the blood of the lamb on their dwelling places. Verse 12. For that night I will go through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. I will mete out punishments to all the gods of Egypt, I, the Lord. And the blood on the houses where you are staying shall be a sign for you. When I see the blood, I will pass over you so that no plague will destroy you when I strike the land of of Egypt. So God's going to pour out his judgments on Egypt. He's going to bring judgment against their sin and shame, the sin and shame of Egypt, which represented the world, the world gone crazy, the world filled with idolatry and selfishness, the world that was consumed with, with, with the worship of other gods and the ill treatment of people around them. God says, I'm going to judge the world. And in that great wrathful judgment, everyone would perish. But he says to his people, if you'll offer up this substitutionary sacrifice, if you'll take this lamb and slaughter it and put the blood on your doorposts, I'll actually pass over your thresholds. I'll enter into covenant with you through the blood of the lamb, and I will protect you from this judgment of death that's coming throughout Egypt. I'll protect you so that no plague will destroy you. When I see the blood, when I see the blood, the blood is the sign of the covenant. The blood of the, uh, of the lamb is the sign that these are the people of God responding, responding to him and what he's asked them to do, namely to embrace the lamb, slaughter the lamb, and apply the blood of the lamb to their dwelling places. And God says, because you're doing that, I will pass over you. You will escape the judgment that's due to everyone who has sin in their life. I will save you and spare you from that judgment that is coming. Now, that is significant in every way when you think about it. The blood of the Lamb is what saved them from the wrath of God poured out on the world in Moses' day. So let's kind of summarize this and then connect it to the Messiah. Passover, keep in mind, Passover, the first of all of our celebrations, the beginning of the year for us, Passover, this is the foundation of redemption. And the foundation of redemption is, in fact, a blood sacrifice. It is the sacrifice of the Passover lamb. And the sacrifice is an offering to the Lord. And our faith, our ancestors' faith in the Passover lamb would spare them from the wrath of God's judgment that was poured out on the world in Moses' day. So the main symbol of Passover is, in fact, the sacrificial Passover lamb, and specifically its blood, the blood 
of the Passover lamb is in fact the main symbol of Passover. You can read it over and over again in, in Exodus chapter 12. It's very evident that the blood of the lamb is the central focus and issue of the symbol of Passover. And then before this, in Abraham's day, if you'll remember, God promised Abraham, I believe it was in Genesis 22, when he went to offer his son, God promised Abraham that he would provide for himself a lamb. And this lamb of God that he would provide would be a substitutionary sacrifice for the sin of the whole world. But how? How would the lamb of God provide an atonement for the sin of the whole world? Well, the reason is, is it wouldn't be picked from the flocks. It wouldn't be a literal lamb. It would be his own son, his own son and not an animal. In fact, the Jewish apostle Paul said concerning Yeshua, the Messiah, when he saw him, he said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Even the Jewish apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 that Yeshua is in fact our Passover sacrifice. And John the Revelator said in Revelation chapter 5 that heaven sang these words to Yeshua, the Lamb of God, in the presence of God, post-resurrection, after his ascension. These are the words that were sung to Yeshua in the heavenlies. It says, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood, men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth forever. Amazing, (laughs) just amazing when you think about it. Now I want to encourage you, take an honest look at Yeshua the Messiah. Take an honest look at him. Open up the apostolic scriptures and read through them. He is the Lamb of God. God promised a lamb to Abraham. He said, I'm going to provide a lamb for myself. And he did. Yeshua, the son of God, he's referred to as the lamb of God. He's our savior, our deliverer. He is the inaugural fulfillment of all the types and shadows in the Passover. Embrace him. Interact with him. Recognize and own the fact that your sins, my sins, are responsible for him being slain on the cross. If we confess our sins and accept his death as an atonement for them, we will find forgiveness. We will escape the wrath of God that's coming. We will be accepted in him. He is the Lamb of God who will take away our sins. He is, in fact, the Lord's Passover offering. But this Passover offering is in fact offered up to him. It it comes from God and then back to him. When you think about it, God gives us his lamb as an offering back to him for the atonement of our sins. He is the Lord's Pesach offering for all of us. God provided it. It's the ultimate sacrifice. It's the one that takes away the sin of the world. So invite him, invite Yeshua, the Messiah, the Lamb of God, completely, fully. Just like it says in Exodus 12, you're to eat the lamb. You are to take it into. There's no no picture that is more dramatic than the eating of the Passover lamb 
and in their eating and their consumption of the lamb, they really literally become one with the lamb. And the, and the picture is clear. Invite the Messiah, the Lamb of God, into your heart completely and fully into your life, and you will become one with him, and thus one with God. For he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. What a significant mystery this is. It's all there. It's in the Tanakh, and it's in the Jewish apostolic scriptures. So read them, read them, and give Yeshua the Messiah an honest appraisal this year in the week of Passover. So happy Pesach to you and yours in the name of the Lamb of God, Yeshua the Messiah. Well, that concludes our program for this week. And a special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. We have people that give uh, uh, some pretty big offerings to us through this podcast. And then we have a whole lot more that give, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 dollars here and there. And together, the big givers with the small givers, you're making it possible for this podcast to go out to the nations. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. And yes, we're a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. So please subscribe now, pray with us, give financially, and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Uh, um, if you have some some time, check out all of our social media at graftedin.com. That's G-R-A-F-T-E-D.com. Baruch Hashem, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Prince of Peace. Yeshua, the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and Shalom.